This show may contain mild language and mild adult humor. Listener discretion is advised. Guys, it's time for the show where the only scariest thing about it is the ratings. It's the Split Screen Players Podcast. <laughs> Episode 5, recorded on October 30th. And even my girlfriend's laughing at me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's our Halloween spooktacular because it's released on Halloween. Yay! And recorded on Halloween for me. There you go. There you go. Yeah, this is actually the 31st for you. That is awesome. I am Scott. With us this week, as always, is Joe. Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, John could not make it because of an unfortunate vacuum accident, but retaining his place, we have Randark from Return of the Retro. I don't want to know what that vacuum accident involved. <laughs> All I can picture is... Uh, uh, don't come in my room when I'm vacuuming! <laughs> yeah, you, you pretty much got that. <laughs> at any rate uh, Randark comes from the show as we mentioned earlier Return of the Retro which is a fantastic retro gaming based podcast uh, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about the show uh, well it's me and my uh, best friend Irvik uh, I met him in the military and he lives in Florida now and I live in New York uh, basically we both moved back to our hometowns after spending a while together and we uh, pick a retro game that I haven't played and most of the time he has um, we do our best to get through it within two weeks to a month, and then we record a podcast about it where we mention some news, uh, go over the game, and talk about what we've been playing. Rockin'. Sounds yeah, good. if you haven't checked out the show yet, you really should. It is fantastic. I was personally a fan of your Pokemon XY episode, primarily because I didn't have the game at the time, and I was just sitting there like foaming at the mouth for any form of information whatsoever. So I thought that was one of the... Yeah, Earthquake went real in-depth on that game. Oh, yeah, dude. Especially when he started talking about like the EVs and the IVs and shit like that. I'm like, oh, fuck. This is serious. <laughs> Meanwhile, my game keeps resetting every time I get past like uh, Route 13. That's still happening to you? No. Well, since I upgraded my uh, my 3DS from an original refurbished one to the... Uh, I got one at Christmas last year that's an XL. I haven't had that problem, but I also haven't had a desire to play it. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's the funniest thing, like, when I beat the game, like, you you know about the friend safari? Mm-hmm. You, know, you get all those people, like, all the people in your friends list that you can go through their safaris, and there's two or three Pokemon, depending on if they beat the game or not. I actually, um, when I beat the game, I was all excited to go into the friend safari, and then I realized that, like, half the people have never been online at the same time as me, so I never could get their third Pokemon. <laughs> and then, like, I only had, like, maybe two or three people that was actually, like, possible to go into their friend safari it was always like freaking like fire ground it's like these pokemon suck <laughs> so i had to like go on reddit to find the friend safari code exchange thing and like thankfully there was a bunch of late gamers just like me that were able to like exchange out and i updated all my ghost pokemon because i love ghost pokemon <laughs> the thing i'm most upset about losing those games is i no longer have torchic oh man torchic <laughs> the evolved version of Torchic is so funny. The, uh, it's, like, it's like an angry fucking rooster, man. Yeah, that thing is awesome. <laughs> it is. That is so sweet. I think I actually have a Torchic. I could probably breed one for you if you need. If you ever get back into those games. Actually, if you get uh, Alpha Ruby, or no, it's Alpha Sapphire and Omega Ruby, I could probably still get one for you and send it to that game. So. All right, I'll, t- I'll look into it. Yeah, there you go. I got a plethora of Pokemon now. <laughs> anyway, this is not the Pokemon show. This is Split Screen Players. I blame myself for that moment. <laughs> uh, we got some website news. Uh, we're actually going to do our first contest. Uh, that's right. We, since we're officially on iTunes now, uh, we need some reviews. And we're going to go ahead and reward you for creative reviews. Uh, the best review will win a copy of the Fear Series Bundle via Humble Bundle Store. Which, of course, gives you Steam keys, so if you have Steam, you can play through that. If you don't have Steam, uh, Humble Bundle has download sections for itself, too, so that works out either way. Uh, it's one through three, including expansions. So, you'll be all feared out, and you can 
get your alma on, if you will. <laughs> Definitely worth so, it. Yeah, go awesome ahead. game series. Absolutely. So give us five stars and our and a very creative iTunes review, and you can win a copy of Fear. Contest will run until the end of November, so probably episode seven will be the last episode, and we'll announce the winners on that show. So there you go. Uh, next up, what have we been playing these past couple weeks? Randark, since you are the guest, why don't we start with you, bud? Well, if we're going to go over weeks, then this is going to take me a while, so I won't do that to you. <laughs> um, I participated in Extra Life, so I got to play a lot of games that day. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but um, lately I've been picking up Rift again. Um, the characters we made back when the show was being reviewed, uh, I think it was by Geek Culture Happy Hour, and, mm. and uh, that character got lost. They destroyed that server and just told me, yeah, uh, you're fucked because you never paid any money, so fuck you. Oh, no. Wow. This is a... I can swear on this podcast, right? I'm sorry if I can't. It, yeah, swear, swearing's okay. <laughs> uh, we're explicit on iTunes, so it, it's okay. Um, but yeah, it, it just... So I was like, okay, well, he was only like level 20 anyway, so I'll start over. So I started with a dwarf uh, guardian, and uh, I'm, I'm still searching for the feeling I had in WoW, and I just am not getting it. And it's nothing to do with the game. I think it's with the fact that I don't know anybody and I want I don't want to have to relearn an entire game. I really wish there was a free-to-play version of WoW because that's something I could afford to do right now. <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that. Um, besides that, I've picked up uh, Planescape Torment. Um, well, actually, I bought it a while ago, but I started playing it during uh, Extra Life. And I'll talk about that a little bit more in the uh, retro area. And then tonight I decided to play some Hearthstone and... I am just terrible at that game. I'm going to blame myself. I, earlier on Twitter, I blamed the cards or other people searching for decks online and me not. I'm just going to blame myself. I obviously am a terrible player at this game. Uh, you, you're in good company because I'm not exactly the greatest at Hearthstone either. I mean, I get like <laughs> a random victory because my, my first few cards are really good. But like, if I don't get that real good first hand draw, I'm basically screwed. There's just no way to go around that. But uh, you gotta get some lessons from Andy, man. You gotta—I remember when I did the random podcast of death with Andy. He was going all sorts of crazy for Hearthstone. Oh, I'm sure he was because he's an old magic guy, and now he gets to combine that with his love for WoW. Yeah, his closet love for WoW. A <laughs> hey, good buddy of ours, uh, Fernando, is pretty big on that game too. Yeah, Fernando loves uh, Hearthstone. Yeah, he he was going nuts for that game as soon as it finally got off of beta. He was like all over it so good guy too uh anything else or is that it yeah i'll leave it at that for now good call we, we are <laughs> only an hour <laughs> all right joe how about you brother what you been playing actually i went back to playing uh entire halo series all over again i just got nice. done with a uh, halo anniversary a couple of days ago and i'm about to finish halo 2 I'm trying to play them all in chronological order. Because I'm preparing now, for this... uh, the Master Chief collection. Yeah, I was about to say, is this in preparation for the Master Chief collection? Yeah, just to make sure I'm up to speed. Gotcha. Are they updating all the uh, graphics in that to uh, HD in that for the collection? Mm-hmm. And the games that didn't get a complete facelift, they uh, they added more uh, lighting features, they cleaned up the texturing, uh, bumped it up to 60 frames per second, 1080p. So even the... Uh, Halo 3 and 4 are going to look better than uh, their Xbox 360 counterparts. Awesome. And obviously, I mean, that's going to be a, a massive selling point, especially with one of the articles we're going to be discussing later on. Then as so. well, you know, they're all going to have uh, their complete multiplayer, too. That's awesome. That is straight up awesome. Anything else? Uh, that's about it, actually. Gotcha. Well, since I had an amazing birthday last week, and I mean amazing, I it, Joe was one of the reasons why it was amazing, by the way. Um, I, I was able to uh, get Last of Us remastered for the PS4. That was awesome. Thank you guys so much for that. Um, or most welcome. What, what, what? No, I'm saying you're most welcome. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, also, you know, because I don't want to be a dick, John's birthday is technically today. So, everybody, make sure you poke John on the Split Screen Players website and wish him a happy birthday. 
If he's listening, happy birthday, dude. Happy birthday, guy I never met. Man who was born on Halloween. It was funny because his mom said at first he was a treat, and then later on he was a trick. Uh, <laughs> That's kind of uh, gross. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> He's going to kick my ass for that one, but oh well. Uh, <laughs> uh, Love you, John. Um, but yeah, uh, Last of Us for the PS4. I also got Watch Dogs for like 15 bucks on Gamefly. Oh, wow. Dude. So I was playing that for a little bit, and that was a fantastic deal. And that game is amazing. It's worth more than $15, in my opinion, but you know, take advantage of the deal while I got it. Uh, I was also playing Pokemon X and Y, uh, primarily because I'm, I'm trying to get as many Pokemon as humanly possible before uh, Alpha Sapphire comes out. And uh, one of my coworkers was really nice enough to give me a $20 gift code to uh, Nintendo's eShop. Sweet. So I'm going to use that towards, you know, Alpha Sapphire, which I can't wait for. It's going to be awesome. Have you been stopping by GameStop to pick up your uh, free Pokemon? You know what? I, I'm so anti-GameStop that I haven't, despite me crying inside for not doing it. <laughs> but, thankfully, uh, one of my friends actually uh, brought me the shiny Gengar code, which is awesome because I love Gengar. He's my favorite Pokemon ever. So, all of a sudden, like she comes up to me and she's like, I know you didn't get this, so I got it for you. And I'm like, thank you so much! <laughs> uh, and I know like now they have, like a, what is it, Dauncey? I'm not sure. I, I oh. heard they had Gengar. I went to go get it, and they were out. So, Oh, I'm sorry. That's what happens when you have the only GameStop <laughs> for 30 miles in either direction. Oh, jeez. You need more Asian friends. Asian friends will get codes for you, and they'll run it to you. And No, that's not racist. That's legitimate. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Now that I pissed off my other friend, uh, <laughs> moving along. Let's see how many other people like piss off at the same time. Uh, but yeah, I, I have not gotten a chance to play it, but I also got uh, Borderlands, the uh, pre-sequel nice. for PC. Uh, Linux got that for me for my birthday. Thank you very much, dude. So we're going to play that sometime this weekend. And uh, I've been playing a lot of WoW and failing miserably at trying to get the freaking Headless Horseman mount. <laughs> I, I actually wrote something on my Twitter that uh, was specifically for that. It's like, Bring your warrior, your warlock, your priest. Your pain and frustration will make a great feast. Because I'm just not getting that freaking mount. That's sad. <laughs> That's sad. Got everything else. Got every ring about 3,000 ti times over. No freaking mount. Fuck you, headless horseman. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Uh, so we, we asked a question on Twitter, uh, and, you know, because it's Halloween. Uh, we asked, uh, what video game characters that would not make good sexy Halloween costumes? And no, that was not proper English, but hey, you <laughs> know what? It's, it's midnight. Screw you guys. Uh, Joe, you had a pretty funny one. Go ahead and start us off. King Hippo. Enough said. <laughs> I would have said Mike Tyson, but King Hippo is a very damn good pick, too. <laughs> What about you, Randark? Patchwork from WoW. The Abomination. <laughs> could, you, could you imagine that? You just see the freaking extra arms popping out of her back and all like <laughs> boobs are out. It's like, but it looks like the story. That's so crazy. And you have to start at 300 pounds anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and that, another oh, one just came man. to mind right now. Go ahead and shoot it out, man. Shiva from Mortal Kombat 3. I don't know. She's kind of sexy in Mortal Kombat 3. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, yeah. You know what? She could have. She could be sexy. You know, she's got like that whole like you don't have sex with her. She has sex with you kind of look to her. In Soviet like Russia. China. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Like China. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> like wrestling days, China. Yes. Not China now. No. Now it's basically like you just give her a few shots and. She'll lay back, but you know, <laughs> that's so. I'm sorry, that is so mean. I apologize. Oh my, oh my god. <sighs> you know, and that reminds me. There was that one episode of what was it? The uh, there was that show that had all like the the 
D-list celebrities together. Gary Coleman was on it and stuff like that. What the China heck? was, was one it of called, them. Dude? Um, I don't remember what it's called. It was like, uh, oh god, I can't remember. It. But it was a reality show, and China was on it. And one of the episodes featured her and somebody else doing rubber chicken shots. What the hell? Like they were literally pouring alcohol into a rubber chicken and basically drinking the alcohol from a rubber chicken. Interesting. That's what China has become. Wow. I'm just, <laughs> just throwing that out there. Uh, my pick was Super Meat Boy. I could see which that. now that I look back at it, you know, maybe that could be sexy. I don't know. Just throws herself on you and leaves meat residue. I everywhere. guess it depends. That, that could be sexy. It's the weird Japanese porn coming out again. <laughs> <laughs> With all that anime I've been watching. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, One Dead Saint on Twitter uh, said Big Daddy from Bioshock. That's that's a good pick. That kind of goes along the same lines as Patchwork. You need a big woman for that one. Yeah. Uh, that'd be Big Mama at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you got clickers from The Last of Us, mm-hmm. which butterfaces. Yeah, pretty much. You could still technically make that sexy though. Clam face, still technically. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce this right, Joe. You might know the pronunciation of this one better. Uh, General Ram, Rom. General Ram. Rom. You were right the first time, General Ram. Rom. That was the second time actually. Oh, second. General Ram was the first time. <laughs> okay, so General Rom. From Gears of War. In fact, actually, I think anyone from the Gears of War series couldn't be that sexy. Yeah, you need like a really super bodybuilder type woman to fit that. Mm. Again, the kind that doesn't, you don't have sex with, but they have sex with you. Soviet Russia woman has sex with you. (laughs) Soviet (laughs) Russia hooker buys you. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's not true. I've met <laughs> yeah, Russian it's hookers. It's not true. Well, they they buy you with <laughs> potatoes. Uh, anyway, it's, or it's vodka. Or vodka. You, know, you need shots of vodka just to you know even consider doing it. Yeah. But anyway, and the last one is Cacodemon from Doom. Oh. Which tomato face? No, Cacodemon had a big mouth. I'm not going there. Use. <laughs> so oh, good, man, she shoots man. fireballs. Anyway, um. <laughs> Snake Eyes Sam uh, said alien or predator from AVP. And I know, Red, you said something about that. Yeah, this week uh, someone came out with an alien queen flapper costume that is just awesome and it is pretty sexy. Uh, if you just Google uh, alien uh, flapper, it's the first thing that comes up in images. It's great. I actually did see that. It wasn't bad. I actually really like it. I think it, it's you know, pretty hot, and it it fits the material well. It it does. I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I got a hots for an alien. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there. Never thought I'd hear that. <laughs> but no, it, it's, it's it's sexy. Anyway, uh, either Birdo or Wart from Mario Two, and I don't know, man. <laughs> Birdo gets around. I mean, you know, those eggs don't come out of thin air. I'm just saying. Yeah. It certainly appears uh, like they do in Mario 2. <laughs> yeah, well, it's because Birdo's getting a lot of action on behind the scenes. Anyway, uh, <laughs> the head crab zombie from Half-Life, which, again, you could probably sexify that a little bit. A little bit, but, you know. Uh, Alma from Fear, which apparently Snake Eyes has never played Fear 2. Uh, no one? Yeah. Have you guys played Fear 2? I haven't played any of yep. them. Oh my god. In Fear 2, Alma rapes you. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Oh man. One of the endings of Fear 2 is that she literally has you strapped up. She mounts you and all of a sudden you start hearing ghost orgasmic noises while you're basically fighting in a psionic battlefield. It is one of the most awkward and painful fucking levels i've ever played in a video game because at the same time it's like i'm i'm partially aroused and incredibly scared at the same time <laughs> yeah how does that work <laughs> play fear 2 if you win a copy of fear 2 on this podcast play fear 2 and, and get the rape ending it's that, it's totally your, it's totally your feelings about your that time. is about how i felt when i had my first fat chick <laughs> wow <laughs> there was no shame on my end when that happened. I, I was, I was like, bring it on. 
I wasn't shameful, but I was a little afraid. And basically, uh, Snake Eyes says anything tentacly, toothy, or Cthulhu. <laughs> Although, don't they have Cthulhu sexy costumes? I'm, I could swear I've seen them. Oh, before. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. All right, well, that's the, that's it for the mailbag. And uh, thank you guys for the submissions. That was pretty funny. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and move on to the first gaming news topic. Yeah, no. No gaming news! Any of that crap. That's done. It's done. Uh, so the first topic we're going to talk about is the Xbox One price cut. Uh, this article was on GameSpot. It's basically Microsoft is saying that the console has a bright future. Uh, if you have not seen the article yet, basically uh, this deal begins on Sunday, November 2nd. Uh, you will have $50 off any uh, console, console bundle with the Kinect, without the Kinect. Um, and that's only available here in the United States. So anyone who's not in the United States, let me first say, I'm sorry. Don't blame us. Blame Microsoft. Yeah. But long story short, you know, 50 bucks off the the console with or without bundles. I mean, that's that's a pretty, pretty decent deal. And that's for the holiday season so far. Uh, the price cut will ultimately make the Xbox One less expensive than the rival PlayStation 4 if you buy it without the Kinect. So that means that you basically pay three fifty for the connectless version of uh, the Xbox One versus the four hundred dollar PlayStation Four. So, with that said, uh, Joe, I'm going to kick this off to you first. Do you think that this is ultimately going to kind of tip the balance in Xbox's favor if, if if you know people start actually buying this up? Because I mean, it is a good deal. I think at this point, with the release of the Advanced Warfare bundle with the terabyte hard drive. And plus, with the release of uh, Master Chief Collection, this is going to sway people to pick this up that were holding out on it, which I was one of them as well. Because right now, nothing's going to be coming out on PS4 up until uh, sometime next year, I believe. Like anything uh, big. I don't know about that. Let me. Uh, I'd have to look that up though. But um, I, I don't know if that's a hundred percent true. Randark, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell us your opinion on this? Um, I wanted an Xbox One for Christmas anyway. Um, right now I'm going to college again, so I have no cash for myself. So I put it on my Christmas list, and I wanted it with Connect because I wanted it for the uh, controlling of the TV, which I know is stupid, but it's a cool gimmick that I want. And now that it's fifty bucks off, I don't feel so bad asking my parents for a five hundred dollar gift. Now it's only four fifty, and I'll get the the latest two uh, Assassin's Creed games as well, which I don't own yet. So for me, it's perfect. I don't know if it'll tip the balance because I know there's still a little bit of a heart set feeling about you know all the, the broken promises and all the crazy DRMs that uh, Microsoft was initially talking about with the Xbox, but. You know, at the same time, though, one of the major factors that people have been claiming that they've bought a PS4 over an Xbox One is that it's cheaper. Well, now you really can't say that because throughout the holiday season, you know, three fifty that that fifty dollars makes a big difference. It does. So it, that that definitely kind of makes people think, oh, well, now I actually have to think about what console I want. <laughs> um, also, Joe, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that the Master Chief Collection would be a big factor because, I mean, Halo is one of those IPs that throughout time has just been a goldmine for Microsoft. It's, yeah, it's been timeless in a way, too. So the fact that you would get an HD experience on 60 frames per second with all those uh, the classic Halo games, you know, as well as the multiplayer original intact no no big changes just as is that's huge and i think that's going to be a big selling point so microsoft did a good job of getting that price cut in there right around the time that it's going to be released so um and then uh to kind of support your point at the same time joe uh from what i'm seeing basically a lot of the titles that are coming out on ps4 are uh third-party titles you know they'll they'll be on multi-platform Oh yeah. So you got Assassin's Creed Unity, uh, which comes out November 11th. You got Advanced Warfare, which is November 4th. Uh, the only first-party title I see is Little Big Planet 3, which is not appealing to me, but might be appealing to other people. Uh, and then of course Grand Theft Auto 5 on November 18th, and Far Cry also on November 18th, uh, and Dragon Age Inquisition is also on November 18th. So if you have money, 
uh, on November 18th, you will not. That that week will break you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. But yeah, basically everything here is is uh, multi-platform titles, so you might be on the money there. It, it's going to definitely help. I don't know if it'll tip the balance, but it'll, it'll definitely get it back into a competitive position for this next gen, because yeah. right now it's been all PS4. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they surpassed 10 million units sold. And, and, like, the closest competition right now is the Xbox One. They're Actually, it's covering not. over 50, well, 5 million. The Wii U's been that... selling better than the Xbox One. I've heard that that's in Japan, not in the U.S., though. I'm saying in general, across across the globe. Well, don't get me wrong. The Wii U is definitely starting to pick up a lot of state. They're good for them, too. I mean, the Wii U's not a bad system. It's just... It has a terrible name. Short of that, it's actually pretty good. Yeah, they needed games, you know. And yeah, I was knocking on the name way back when too. Wii U. Yeah, no, it's a terrible name. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, the I'm, original. I'm gonna go home and play with my Wii. <laughs> I, you know, 100%. I I didn't mind the Wii. The the Wii name I didn't mind. The Wii U is stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just gonna throw that out there. It's stupid. But I'm I'm ultimately glad to see Nintendo kind of pick up. They actually reported profits. In their last qu- quarter, quarter, yeah, that's good. Um, so yeah, profits good. That means no more freaking wage cuts for Nintendo execs. Yeah, that too. They don't. They don't need that anymore. They need to make money. They have tiny apartments to pay for. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that might be slightly racist. I'm sorry. So we're gonna take a break real quick for our sponsor, and uh, when we come back, we have a new section with Joe. We will then talk about uh, Twitch's code of uh, conduct policy for, uh, you know, making sure you're not topless for streams. <laughs> and uh, Retro Paradise with Ryan Dirk? Question mark? Maybe. Maybe. Possibly. And that's right after the break, so stick around. Okay, so if you need to get a beer, like I do, uh, if you need to get something to drink, need to piss, shit, any of that, do it now, and uh, we'll reconvene in five minutes. Okay. I think we all have shopped at Amazon by now, uh, the online megastore that has just about anything you can imagine. But have you ever checked out Amazon Prime yet? Prime is a fantastic service by Amazon with some incredible benefits. All orders placed by Amazon Prime members will have free two-day shipping, regardless of the amount of your order. Amazon also opens up its video library for you to stream with over 40,000 movies and TV shows at your disposal, even some not available for streaming by Netflix or Hulu. Not big on video entertainment and would rather settle down with a nice ebook? Prime has you covered on that too, with the ability to borrow a book and read it on any supported Kindle and Kindle app device. If you're still not sold, you could try it free for 30 days and see if Prime is right for you. If not, simply cancel within the 30 days with no cost to you. What do you have to lose? Try Prime today. You can get your free trial over by clicking on the Prime banner on our website at www.splitscreenplayers.com or by clicking the link in the show notes below. Already moving on. Now we're moving on to uh, tech battle with Joe, which is another take. Another <laughs> take on my old tech section. But what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to take two similar tech items. I'm going to put them head to head to see which one has what it takes to survive the enforcer. You know, we put them up, then you decide the winners. We'll announce who wins at the next episode. Okay, so the first piece of tech is the brand new Logitech G402 mouse. And looking at this, it's actually a pretty sick mouse. It's wired. Eight buttons. It's got a maximum DPI of 4,000. It's claimed to be the world's fastest gaming mouse. It has a one millisecond report rate. And it has tracking speeds up to 10 meters per second. 420 FPS. Eight buttons, which are programmable. Four on-the-fly DPI settings. It's got a 32-bit ARM processor for better tracking speeds. It's pretty lightweight, comfortable, and that sums it up. Second piece of tech that I have is the Razer Ouroboros, which is brand new. 
ambidextrous gaming mouse that was released not too long ago. Pretty impressive tech as well. It can either be wired or wireless. Supports uh, claw, palm, or fingertip play styles. Laser tracking, just like the Logitech. But this has got a maximum DPI of 8200. 8, yeah, looking at both of these now. It's kind of funny. When you look at the, the Logitech one and then the Razer one, you almost have like this Autobot Decepticon type of thing going on. Almost, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of... It's kind of neat in that way. Uh, the ambidextrous thing is pretty cool, too. You use, you know, either hand for you lefties out there. But because this is a... It could be a wireless mouse as well. It really jacks up the price. The Logitech's going for uh, 60 And this... Where's our Orbrose? Nice 150 Not including the three year protection. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look cover at this? Uh, cover rage quitting and throwing your mouse on against the wall. I wonder if it does. God can only hope. God can only hope. Yeah, I mean, both of these mice look solid. Uh, we'll put links to both of these in the show doc, and you guys will vote on our social medias on Facebook and Twitter and our forums. Which one you think is the better pick? So we're going to move on to the next gaming topic. Uh, this story comes from PC Gamer. And this one's going to be a fun topic to talk oh, about. Because yeah. it's about dress code. And uh, when you think about dressing up into those sexy Halloween characters. Sexy, sexy. Uh, you might want to make sure that if you stream on Twitch, you follow these new guidelines. Which means that if you do any form of female Halloween costume, you will not follow these guidelines at all. Uh, long story short, Twitch's code of conduct, a conduct, Twitch's code of conduct now specifically states wearing no clothing or sexually suggestive clothing, including lingerie, swimsuits, pasties, and undergarments is prohibited, as well as any full nude torsos, which applies to both male and female broadcasters. Darn it! I love my pasties. <laughs> I know, man. I want to show off my sparkly star pasties. Does my natural fur coat on my chest uh, make me exempt from this? Probably, but who knows? Maybe if you color it, <laughs> they won't know if it's just your natural fur or a Christmas sweater. Uh, anyway, <laughs> it is suggested that if you happen to be broadcasting from a unbearably hot location, uh, the solution is simple. Just crop the webcam to your face, and the rule states, problem solved. Pretty much. So e even if you are baking and swimming in your own sweat, no half nudes. You cannot show that torso. No sexy thick packs or anything of the sort. Uh, so, I mean, the, the question that this basically kind of invites is, do we really need this? Was this a problem? I haven't noticed of it. I mean, I watch a couple of uh, streamers on Twitch, but I mean, they're all dudes, but they barely even show their face. And most of them, not at all. I, I don't think I've ever noticed. I mean, outside... Okay, let's be honest. This is probably inspired from the PS4 issue. Uh, when the Playroom first came out, how many people were basically trying to make their own PS4 porn? Wow, dude. I, that, that was the big problem right there. So most likely this is in response to that. But I don't remember really many situations where I went to somebody's stream and go, Oh, God. Why is he showing his chest? That's so nasty. <laughs> I see her cleavage. I'm totally distracted. That's going to be terrible, man. Is this going to apply to video games as well? I mean, are we going to be able to stream Bayonetta 2? <laughs> <laughs> that is a fantastic point. Uh, well, you can play Bayonetta 2 as long as you don't get hit. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> or use your power uh, power moves that <laughs> yes, completely undresses there you her. Go. That's the best part of Bayonetta. Anyway, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I don't think it applies to games. I think it just applies to the broadcaster. Because at least with the games, they're 3D characters, hopefully. So, you know, it's it's still artificial to a certain extent. Versus the broadcasters, you know, they're real people. I can't believe this is such a big problem that it needed a whole code of conduct change and basically a giant press release. A giant That's press hilarious. release. This is everywhere. 
this is such a problem that they had to like basically put it on like Kotaku, PC Gamer, all these different places. And it's just like, was this seriously an issue? Here's the thing that I would like to open up a case on. Can we stop having Twitch plays fucking streams? These are unmanned streams and people are basically getting freaking ad revenue on that shit. That pisses me off a lot more than some dude thinking he looks great without a shirt on. The the first use of it for Pokemon was interesting, but since then, yeah, it's just kind of silly and dumb. Yeah, I mean, there was like Twitch plays Street Fighter. Uh, the, the most recent one is Twitch plays Super Smash Brothers. How is that even Twitch. possible? That game's too Twitch-based, uh, and it's just... It's got to be terrible. Yeah, I mean, it It was already hard to imagine it working on an RPG, and it kind of worked. But on any fighter whatsoever, it's just, it's, it's a bad idea. But anyway, I don't I don't like the whole thing as a whole. I mean, I, I feel like if you're going to have a stream, you have to man it. You know, I liked, um, oh, who was it? Uh, the guy that used to be on X-Play. I can't remember his name now. That's a shame. I, I know his face. Actually. I didn't know who you're talking about. Yeah. But... Yeah. I can't remember his name. He's on Revision 3 now. Um, but yeah, he did Adam a funny Sessler? little skit where he basically... Thank you. Adam Sessler. Yes. Uh, Adam Sessler did a funny little parody on that where you basically had Twitch plays Adam Sessler. And he would actually physically emote some of the things that people would say. That was funny. I liked that. Because he's physically doing something. There's work to be done. Versus somebody who's just sitting there basically making bank off of letting other people play the game. <laughs> That's, that pisses me off. It's the Jew in me. It just pisses me off. Like, why didn't I think of that first? <laughs> anyway, I'm not going to lie. It's totally what I was thinking. Alright, so we're pretty much all on board on this really wasn't completely necessary. It probably isn't a bad change to make in the future, but the press release wasn't really necessary. Crazy. Everyone's agreeing? Yep. Yep. All right. I hosted. Uh, <laughs> Rainer, why don't you go ahead and take us into the next section? So this is a section I've never heard. Hooray, Retro Paradise. Yay! So I get to make it up as I go along. Um, and it'll probably still be better. And, of course, we mentioned my show where we talk about retro games. And uh, the next one we're doing is Metal Gear on the NES. And uh, so I started playing that during my uh, Extra Life campaign. And... I got further than I ever did, and thanks to save states, I will continue to get further than I ever have. <laughs> but uh, it is nice to see my uh, NES hooked up to my 55-inch TV. I will say that. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's that's got to be nice. sexy. Look at the size of those pixels. <laughs> I actually sit right up close, too, and somehow it doesn't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. That is amazing. Well, you can only get so far away with the weird controllers, you know? Yeah, true, true. Um, That's funny. So if you're looking, if you know anything about the game or want to know about it, just look for our next episode. That'll be uh, out hopefully in week or two time frame. It'll be before Thanksgiving. I guarantee that. Excellent. Little Metal Gear for your Thanksgiving feast. Um, one thing I didn't write down that I want to talk about during this section: if you go back and play Silent Hill, you're gonna to want to shoot yourself. The controls are that terrible. Thank you. If you press <laughs> I, up, your character moves forward to his perspective, not your view. So you're trying to navigate, you know, just the beginning of the game, you're navigating a hallway or a, an alley that has a bunch of turns, and the camera angle changes, and naturally, because you've been playing modern games, you change your direction on the stick. But your character then walks into the wall, and his terrible collision con collision detection just has him just kind of uh, against the wall and it's terrible it's resident evil-ish from what i remember right yeah it's With the, tank well, yeah, controls. the gameplay is similar yeah the gameplay is similar but the, the controls were not like even with resident evil even when you switch to a different screen that have a different perspective it would continue the along the same lines like the, the same path that your character was going before, but if you stopped moving, you were actually able to kind of adjust your walking from the controls and your perspective. Versus Silent Hill, which always retained that same freaking yeah. that rotation. It's, but uh, man, that's, that's why I never got into the Silent Hill games. I hated the that's controls story so bad. Old, man. 
I mean, this is a game that has a strong contender to be remade, I think. Because there was nothing else that like creeped me out as much as that game did. That's why I wanted to play it. I was I started playing about two in the morning because I wanted something that would have me really engaged in wanting to hear the rest of the story and freak me out a little bit while it was dark in my house. And I literally got far enough to... Well, first I had to look up why I couldn't get out of the first room I'm in after the... Uh, once you meet up with the uh, cop in town. And I'm like, how do I get out of here? I thought I picked everything up. Apparently I missed the map, so... I picked up the map, I go to leave, and this thing jumps in through the window, and I go to stab it like six times, and I miss, and I miss, and I miss, and it kills me, and at that point I was done. That was enough Silent Hill for me. But the other game I played, uh, because I wanted to have a bit of a Halloween theme to my retro games, was uh, Planescape Torment. I was lucky enough about 18 months ago to be in Southern California when uh, Torment Tides of Numenera finished their Kickstarter. And I got uh, to go to their Kickstarter party and meet Brian Fargo and all the other guys working on the game. Monty Cook uh, from RPG fame. Um, what a great time that was. And I, I wrote a nice article about this on my blog that there's a link to in the show notes. Um, but uh, it's I didn't have any experience with Planescape Torment at that point. And now that I've started it, I pretty much want to play it every day. I'm about six, seven hours in now. The, the characters are compelling. The storyline is interesting. It 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 doesn't have the same feel that Baldur's Gate does as far as being real choppy in your motion and everything because you have a run option to uh, get quickly between places. There's uh, the, the inventory is still a bit outdated and... Some of the controls are like using the arrow keys to push the map left and right. But I found a nice mod to make it fill my entire screen with my 32-inch TV nicely without being all pixelated. Um, nice. The uh, only downside of that is the movies don't play like that, but I can always watch those on YouTube. Yeah. But uh, I can't believe how good this game is. And I, if I die, I don't feel horrible because you just come back to life in this game, which is great for me because i am terrible at these types of uh, rpgs it's wicked you know i don't think i ever played uh planescape tournament i'll have to check that out at some point it, it's a, it's really interesting you start out dead on a slab and the first guy you meet is a floating skull who uh i don't know if you guys listen to uh the biggest problem in the universe it's a new podcast by uh, maddox he's got a partner named dick masterson he has the same exact voice as this character. It's really weird. <laughs> but uh, he's all sarcastic and wants to make out with uh, zombies that are walking around and stuff. It's just hilarious. I definitely have to check that out. That's on GOG, isn't Yeah, it? that's how I got it. Uh, I picked up the uh, RPG pack they had a couple years ago for like 10 bucks. You got nice. that and Neverwinter and the two Baldur's Gates and the two Icewind Dales and Temple of Elemental Evil. Yeah, I think I got that same pack. I'm going to have to check my cock. Oh, then I'm sure you got yeah, it, because that's how I'm playing yeah. it. Yeah. And then uh, just search for a widescreen mod for it, and you'll find uh, find that pretty quick. So there you go, guys. Check out Planescape Torment. If you don't have it already, get it on GOG, because GOG is awesome. GOG is awesome. Oh, they released X-Wing and TIE Fighter this week. That should be mentioned, because those are yes. tremendous games. We also didn't mention the, uh, the Steam sale, like we were going to and i failed at my hosting duty. <laughs> so we're going to hijack this section to mention those sales real quick halloween sale uh speaking of retro get blood one and two because in blood one you can light a stick of dynamite and put it under a monk and watch him propel into the air <laughs> that is a selling point for me i don't know about you guys but sounds fun blood man. one blood was basically like Way better for me than Duke Nukem was. Because I was always one of those, like, Halloween-type guys. I like dark stuff. I like, you know... I, I basically, as a six-year-old child, I went to go see freaking Nightmare on Elm Street. You know what I mean? <laughs> In theaters, no less. And it was one of the main reasons why I was never able to take baths anymore. I had to take showers because of the one scene where his freaking claw comes up, like, underneath. And he's, like, ready to freaking slice it right through. Ruined baths for me. Couldn't do baths anymore. But, uh... Blood had some of the best physics, and the worst physics, too. <laughs> but there was so much you could do with that game that you could not do in Duke Nukem 3D. And I think they were both build engine. But still, it was it's a fantastic game. You need to check it out. It's like $2.49 right now on Steam. And, uh, you should get That's going to be on my Halloween list. Halloween sale. Definitely. 
Halloween sale. Lots of really, really good stuff. She's chicken. That and on the way, uh, Origin also has a Halloween sale going on. Mm-hmm. So Any notable games? Battlefield 4. 21 bucks. Ooh. That's not terrible. That's not terrible at all. It's probably one of the better deals. Oh, uh, I think I think Titanfall was 16. Oh, yeah. you know That's what? not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah, Origin's been a lot better about sales recently. I have definitely have noticed that. And, and their, their freebie games, even though they're a bit old, have been pretty solid too. So Origin's getting better. The only I'll reason I even credit. pay attention to it is the free games. I now have Dragon Age, yeah. which I've never played, so that'll be interesting. That's right, I forgot they did Dragon Age. They had Wing Commander 3, I think yep. it was. Featuring Luke Skywalker. Yeah, Mark Hamill. I never got a chance to play that one, so that when I when they had that as a free game, I was like, I think I'll pick it up. And that game's good. I had fun with it. All right. So we're going to go ahead and move on to the last news topic of the show. And this one is uh, a deliciously dark and morbid one. Uh, it's on Kotaku. And uh, a VR project is being made that will allow you to watch as a man is beaten to death by Border Patrol. What the? If that title alone didn't just make you raise an eyebrow, here's the rest of the details. Uh, Use of Force, which is the name of the game, uh, drops you into a crowd witnessing the last moments of Mexican immigrant uh, Anastasio Hernandez Rojas. I probably missed that first name, but I hope I got the rest. Uh, Who in 2010 was tasered and beaten to death by U.S. Border Patrol agents. Uh, It is the work of, oh God, why do I have to pronounce this? Nani de la Pina, hopefully I pronounced that right, uh, who's a journalist, and uh, the point isn't to interact, it's more to experience something like this, something you'd normally only see on TV or in a newspaper, but firsthand. Uh, so, there's a video of the uh, footage so far on the article, and uh, I watched it. I don't know if you guys had a chance to. Uh, Brandar, you pretty much joined in last minute, so... Yeah, I haven't watched it. Uh, if you haven't had a chance, go ahead and <laughs> watch it now while we talk about this. Um, obviously, the, the whole point of this is more of a virtual reality experience than a game, so it's not necessarily a game. You know, there really is no objective. Uh, but is something like this truly needed? Especially right now where gaming is getting a lot of flack with the uh, the big, you know, Gamergate feminist war that seems to be going on. I mean, do we really want to start dragging in potential snuff films, too? Yeah, I hear that, man. It's just insane. I don't know. It doesn't... Because the graphics are terrible, and the... Even the audio is not great in it, it just doesn't feel like I should feel bad about it. I mean, I understand it's something real that happened, but I think I'd feel worse if I saw the actual footage than watching these terrible 3D models smash. I mean, there's not even blood. How hard is that blood? Well, that kind of leads to the next question, though, uh, because that's a great point. I mean, the graphics really aren't that great. I think one person in the article said it was practically PlayStation 1 level graphics. Um, It looks like Silent Hill. (laughs) <laughs> I shouldn't laugh, but I'm going to laugh anyway. Um, if this has to be made, though, I mean, how realistic and how immersive can it be before we start looking at it as virtual faces of death? I mean, I mean, how realistic can you make it before it's borderline uncomfortable? Yeah, pretty much. I think the whole point is for it to be uncomfortable. And if that's your goal, you should go all out on it. I mean, in a way, it's it's... It's art. It may be terrible art as far as, you know, what actually happened. I don't mean that I don't like it. I mean terrible as in the act. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, if you're going to if you're gonna do it and, and you're doing it in a virtual reality setting in order to... There's obviously a political statement behind it. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. You should do it to the point where people feel uncomfortable. Because, you know, I look at it and it... it it feels like I'm watching uh, Grand Theft Auto when I kick and punch people there. I mean, it's not 
it's not graphic enough and not real enough for me to feel any anything towards it. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on a lot of that. On a lot of that. But I also feel like if you're going to do something like this, there has to be a line that you cannot cross before a borderline is like... I mean, for example, this would be like if somebody took a VR project of one of the soldiers being beheaded. You know, I mean, it's uncomfortable to watch the source film, but to put it in a virtual reality aspect where you actually feel like you're standing right there in the room while it happens, it can't be too immersive. Because if you do it, it's practically a virtual reality snuff film. And I, I just don't see the art behind that. If no one's physically being hurt, I don't have an issue with it. I mean, something happened in the past and we're just recreating it. I, I have no issue with that. I mean, you can, argue, the argument could be made that watching, you know, hundreds of soldiers do a re battle reenactment and falling down dead uh, after gunshots towards them, that could be, you know, that can be argued to be a sort of a snuff film in itself. But no one, no one thinks that way. And I don't think people would, would pass that on that way in a, in a VR environment. Okay, well then, and this is a question I didn't put on there, but it's just kind of one that came up. Who do you think this kind of thing is marketed to? Who would download it? I don't think you could get people to pay for it, but if you put it up for free, there's a lot of people who would watch it out of just the, the political aspects of it to begin with, and then the uh, just a bunch of kind of sick people who have to see this type of thing in their lives. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I mean, that, that's how Faces of Death got so many volumes out there. I mean, there's tons of people that just like this kind of content. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I, I totally agree with you on the fact that it's art in, in, in a lot of ways because ultimately the, the political statement is there that this hit does have, you know, this happens. Uh, in the span of two years, I remember that reading that there was eight deaths caused by our Border Patrol. Uh, in situations where they claimed they were combative, but in hindsight, they really weren't. It was just a matter of, you know, you're invading our country and we're going to, you know, we got free reign on you now. And that's, it's terrible to think about, but that happens. So in a sense like that, it's excellent that stuff like this is there to raise awareness. So I, I totally agree with you on that. But in the sense that I, I can't imagine it being made to immerse. If you make it too immersive, it's too uncomfortable that the point might be lost. You know, it's it's almost nightmare-inducing, and that's just I can't see how the political point would be, be retained at that point. I don't know. I think the more the, graphics... the more real you make it, the more more people will tune in for to, you know to it and might fall into your political sense. And the uh, oh, yeah. for me, if it's if it's graphic, graphics like this, I it feels like okay, you just made a video game out of something that was terrible, and now you've taken it and lessened the effect. Oh, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, the graphics needs to be updated. If this is the ultimate point, is to be a political statement saying, "Hey, this is what our border patrol is doing." Now you get to witness it firsthand, and you still feel comfortable with this. I totally agree. The graphics need to be better. I just I, I don't you don't think want it should be too realistic. You don't want holodeck graphics. <laughs> <laughs> no Star Trek holodeck graphics because that becomes too uncomfortable. It's to a point where you know if you have any sort of empathy, you're not going to be able to watch that. You're going to turn away because that's naturally what an empathetic human being would do, and and that's that kind of goes against your point, not your point. Specifically, right, Randall, the, the political point. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure I clarified. So I agree with you on that. The graphics needs to be better. Okay, someone needs someone be needs to bookmark this episode that we agree in general on this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> we agreed on something. Holy crap! Uh, episode five, split screen plays. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so we definitely agree on that. I just don't want it too immersive. I don't want to see the blood splatter on my face while it's happening. That's just that would be too much, in my opinion. What about you, Joe? I mean, I mean, how do you feel about this? I mean, you guys pretty much covered uh, 
it pretty thoroughly. And I'm just going to echo what you guys said. I mean, there's a... I mean, I see why it was made. You know, they're trying to raise awareness about what happens. And yeah, you know, it might look like a video game to certain people, but, you know, once they push the graphic threshold up just a little bit to make it a little more realistic, it'll hit, it hits home a little more that way. Yeah. It's all about, you know, hitting that empathy. Yeah. You know, it, it totally is. And I, I get that. Trust me, I truly do. It just needs to look better. Yeah. All right. Are we, we good on this then? Yeah. yeah. All right. So from uh, from a terrible news topic to a terrible game, uh, we're going to go to Broke Gamer Games. This is where we talk about free-to-play games that you can get, everything from flashes to MMOs. And uh, we're going to talk about our experiences with that game. And this week we are talking about Unturned. If you have not played Unturned yet, it is a free-to-play game on Steam, which does have a premium mode for five uh, five bucks uh, lifetime. So it's not monthly; it's five bucks. You get premium mode from that point forward, which is really generous when you think about that sort of thing. That that sort of model doesn't exist in a lot of things. Uh, you can get it on Steam, and uh, the gameplay is very Daisy-esque with Roblox-type graphics. So you know it's it's surprising. In, in a way that it's functional, but it's also surprising on how graphically demanding it is for a game that really doesn't have any textures. I don't, <laughs> I don't understand, understand it at all. It is not optimized at yeah, all. Think... But to be fair, if I remember correctly, it's made by like an 11 year old kid that made this game. So you look at it that way, it's actually pretty impressive. I'll give them credit for that, definitely. Multiplayer that's pretty functional. I mean, that's. You got to give credit where it's due. All right, so obviously uh, John's not here, but Joe, John, and I—we uh, got a chance to play this. And uh, Joe, I, 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 Brandark, I don't know if you're looking at screenshots or not, um, but Joe, <laughs> first let's talk about how it is to connect to a server. That's a pain. That in we ass. had to sit there and wait for what was it, five minutes? Oh, no, it wasn't even that. We were spending at least about a half hour looking for a server that we could connect to. Yeah, that's terrible. We ended up con- we ended up connecting to a server in Kenya because <laughs> it was the only <laughs> server that was taking players. And even then, I mean, it was just the lag was so freaking bad. And obviously because we're connecting to Kenya. Um, but it was just it was, it was so unplayable. Like, there was constant uh, throwbacks where, like, we would walk into a town, and then, like, five minutes later, it would be thrown right out of the town as if we were re-entering it again. It was just awful. And then, of course, there was the combat with players and zombies, Joe. You had a fun time with that, I heard. Oh, yeah. There was one point where I was trying to find these guys when we were playing, and uh, I got stuck in some kind of town, and I think I had about, like, a good, like, two or three dozen zombies chasing me and I had to stand on top of a truck so they couldn't get me. <laughs> and I'm trying yeah. to communicate with these guys where I was and they couldn't find me and everyone else that was playing just avoided the area. Yeah, the map is large enough to where, you know, if you have ten people on there, you're not really going to find anybody right away. Which, in some cases, is a good thing. But, yeah, it's, it's a pain in the ass. And I ran into a very similar situation like that, too, where I had all these zombies chase me. I tried climbing up a ladder, and uh, they couldn't get me. But at that point, there was no way out. You know, you can't you can't jump down. The falling damage is ridiculous. It just overall, I don't think we had fun with it. And uh, I know that there's uh, videos out there for people on YouTube that take it very seriously, and uh, bless them for having the patience for this sort of thing. But you know, we just really didn't have that good of a time. Yeah, it was like, it was, it was eh. So I see you can uh, use a chainsaw to chop down a tree in the video. Can you do anything with the uh, boards or whatever that drop from the tree? I don't think we ever even got that far. I mean, to, to actually get a chainsaw working, you have to get gasoline and parts for it and then build it up. Um... But as far as the planks, I think the only thing you can really do with that is board up uh, entryways. But 
even then, we never got that far. It's between players pretty much using the chainsaws to kill people <laughs> yeah. and, and the zombies, the massive zombie invasions that we dealt with. And it just, we couldn't stay alive long enough to get anything done. So are you going to give it another try after it's uh, out of early access? Oh, that's a good that's question. A toughie, yeah. If someone asks me to try it with them, maybe. But, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the game as it is now. And I can't imagine it being evolved beyond its current state too much. So I, I really don't think that I would personally, on my own, play the game anymore. Even after it's out of early access. If it gets out of early access. As far as revisiting it, uh, I mean, I might do it if somebody wants to check it out. But, you know, personally, in my own free time, I wouldn't go back to it. It's just, there just wasn't enough there to keep my interest level going. I mean, I mean, I see what he was trying to do, but the execution of it is where it got wonky. All things considered, though, I mean, it's it's playable. Yeah, it is. You know, when, when you put and when you put that into retrospect, especially considering how it was developed and the fact that it's playable and the fact that it actually has multiplayer, I mean, it, it's got to get credit for that. It could probably get better, definitely, as time goes on. So you know, keep that in mind as well. <laughs> I don't know about that. Ultimately, though, I mean, it is free to play. You got to give it a shot. You know, there there are people there that thoroughly enjoy the game. I remember there was a few people in chat that were raving about the game. They, they loved it. They can't stop playing it. So clearly, it's out there for people that can enjoy that sort of thing. I'm just not one of those people. I, I did not enjoy it. But it's free to play. You can't argue with the price. And it looks like the... Uh... The devs are really active. I mean, I'm just looking, and the 24th, the 25th, the 26th, they all had they had updates each day. And before that's the that's 18th, good. which is uh, only six days between updates. There, I mean, so they're really active in in updating things in it. So there's a good chance it'll get better. I'll definitely keep an eye on it, but like I said, I don't know if I would go on my own intuition and play the game myself. I, I think I would need to be convinced to try it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the one thing I could definitely say, though, is it's not pay to win. I did not see an advantage uh, for people who had premium memberships that were uh, game-breaking. I felt like even if you don't go the premium route, it's still fairly playable to the point where you do have a fair chance. You just really have to learn that fucking math. Uh, so you can find our website over at splitscreenplayers.com Definitely check out our sponsor, Amazon Prime. 30-day free trial allows you to watch all the instant access stuff. And it's free. Do it. You get to try it out. Do it. Do it now. You can click the link in our show notes or, of course, check out that big graphical banner on our website. Um, our SoundCloud is available for you at soundcloud.com slash sspodcast. We are on iTunes, so search us out on Split Screen Players Podcast and we'll show up on your feed. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash sspodcast. Uh, on Twitter, you can find us at splitscreenplay. On Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash splitscreenplayers. And, of course, our Steam community over at steamcommunity.com slash groups slash splitscreenplayers. Hey, Randart, why don't you tell our fine folks, all three of them, where they can find you? Well, I'm on Twitter. Um, it's the only social network I'm using right now because fuck Facebook. That's uh, <laughs> Randark underscore CGC, which is a callback to the old times when I was on the broadcast. But uh, some asshole has the Randark handle and won't give it up, and they've tweeted like once. It pisses me off. Anyway, well, I, hate um, I have a blog that's new that's uh, been going. It's randark.returnoftheretro.com. And returntotheretro.com is the website for my podcast with Irving. That's returntotheretro, all one word, dot com. Definitely check that out. This show is fantastic. Alright guys, with that said, happy Halloween. Hopefully all you youngsters get tons of good candy. 
Uh, definitely tweet us all your Halloween costumes and all that fun stuff. I know me personally, me and uh, Tanakilo are going as awesome cowboy and cowgirl while my son dresses up and whatever the heck he feels like. <laughs> and uh, yeah, hopefully you guys have a happy Halloween and a safe weekend and we'll see you guys in two weeks. Until then, take care. Bah. Take care everyone, be safe. Enjoy Halloween. That's the greatest way to say goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>